We have a cloudy sky and 52 degrees as we're starting off our live Mid-South Viewpoint program this afternoon. Glad to have you along. I'm Byron Tyler. And from time to time, we're able to do these live radio shows. I like doing this because we can... uh, Well, you never know what's going to happen in live radio. You know, I mean, anything could happen. But we also want to say hi to our Facebook friends who are watching on Facebook. Welcome you to this afternoon's program as we uh, welcome our guest. Bob Frutiger just joined us. Bob is, uh, of course, with the Calvary Rescue Mission. Thanks, Angela. Angela and uh, Maria both producing our radio show today on AM640 and FM100.7. We, as a radio outreach here in Memphis in the Mid-South area, Bot Radio Network, of course, have been on the air here in this area since 1986. I was actually working for the radio station prior to the Bot family coming to Memphis, buying this station. And so it's been over 30 years now that we've been consistently proclaiming Christ's Word through the Bible teaching programs, Christian news and information features. It's just been exciting to build relationships, not only with the national partners we have, like with Love We're Finding, Dr. Adrian Rogers, you've got Chuck Swindoll and Insight for Living, and of course, Focus on the Family and Jim Daly, and all of the, the national programs. But there are some wonderful local ministries, too, that we get to feature on Mid-South Viewpoint. And there's also some local church ministries that we get to partner with, having them air their ministries on our station. And so we want to welcome a brand new program to our Sunday morning lineup, Dr. Ashley Ray, who's pastor of the Ridgeway Baptist Church and host of Light for Living. Ashley, good to have you. Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. It's an honor, Byron. We've been friends for a long time. One time I was involved with youth leadership at Bellevue Baptist Church, which is the church you kind of grew up in. And Mm -hmm. so I can't remember specifically all the trouble you caused in our youth group, but I'm sure it was it was mountains. I'm sure, but seriously, I don't remember you specifically, but uh, I know that you were friends with. I have three sons, and you knew one or two of my sons. But anyway, it's really good to get together with you and have you talk about what God's up to in the ministry of Ridgeway Baptist Church. Something I noticed looking at your bio, and something I noticed you enjoy doing. You're kind of an outdoors person. You like sports, and of course, mm-hmm. you, we know you're not a Tennessee fan. We know that, yeah, right? Correct. Yeah. So we're. We're not going to talk about Tennessee, but you like to go fishing. The weather's warming up and kind of getting nice. And you went fishing last week, didn't you? I sure did. Went to Pickwick, caught a few bass. It was a, a great time to decompress. Do you use artificial bait? Do you like live bait when you're catching bass? Artificial. Crankbaits, worms. So uh, you're like Bill Dance out there on the lake, huh? I'm not as effective as Bill, but uh, and I'm not a Tennessee fan. <laughs> so, well, that's but, right. but other than that, yes. You think that would help you catch more fish if you were a Tennessee fan? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Hey, good news about Penny Hardaway becoming the next head basketball coach for the men's team. What about that? Well, of course, uh, watched Penny when he was uh, playing and uh, helped lead us to the Elite Eight one year, yep. maybe two years. Yep. Uh, tremendous personality and uh, nothing against Tubby Smith. What a class act. No, totally. What a fine man. But uh, I can't help but share in the excitement, Byron. Of course, Memphis basketball is always a, a thrill. As I was growing up in the, the Larry Finch era when Larry played Ronnie Robinson, Larry Finch, and those guys, when they played UCLA for the, I guess it was the national title, the title game that I think we ultimately lost in. 1973, I believe. That was before I was born, just well, so you know. <laughs> I was very much alive then, and my mom was an incredible basket. Matter of fact, I don't know if she used this to punish me, but she would get so excited that she would start 
hidden. I don't want to say hidden me like to abuse, but I mean, she would just like, oh my goodness, she, you've never seen anybody more excited to watch Memphis win or play is my mom growing up. So uh, Tiger blood runs in our family, and so it's exciting to be able to cheer these guys on as they make their way hopefully a brighter future but again our salute off and appreciation to tubby smith mm-hmm. as you say a class act a giant of a man all the work that he's accomplished and continue to wish him success too but when you go back to fishing now what is one of your crazy every, every fisherman has a crazy fishing story and sometimes the stories are hard to believe do you have anything a, a story that you, when you've gone out and gone fishing how much time do we have byron <laughs> Uh, I guess I could tell you two quick ones. Um, uh, probably one of the largest fish I've caught, uh, which wasn't that large, maybe about six pounds, in a small lake in Indiana. We did some church planting in Indiana, started a church up there, and went to this little lake and was fishing wacky style. Uh, we won't go into what that means, but uh, it was great to to pull that fish in, and I could hold one top of the lip with one hand and one the bottom lip with the other and my my knuckles were barely touching <laughs> if they were touching oh, it was great great fish um but probably the worst thing ever was uh i tried to fish out of a canoe one time with my father and my son and it was a 15 and a half foot canoe and we were trying to bass fish and quite frankly i don't know what we were thinking but i reared back to cast and I caught my father instead of a fish in the lip. And <laughs> oh, my we, goodness. we drove. He got to the ER, got the hook out. And, uh, you know, I had to kind of – that was as an adult that happened. Uh, and so I kind of had to do whatever my dad wanted for a while. I kind of owed him after, after hooking him in the mouth. But oh, he, he was gracious about it. I was going to say you probably owed him big time. He was good-natured about it. Yeah. There are special times, especially for family, when they get together and hang out, whether it be at a lake or deer stand or doing things like that can really build some some fun memories, you know. Your dad will never forget that fish hook, will he? No. You won't no, either. No. Now, you were ordained under the ministry of Dr. Adrian Rogers when you were 19 years old into the ministry. Can you reflect back and remember any of the personal conversations that you had with Dr. Rogers when you were growing up? I'll never forget them, Byron, uh, because there weren't too many of them. Uh, I certainly wouldn't want to portray that uh, we we spoke on a real regular basis. Uh, However, uh, I was blessed to have had some great one-on-one time with Dr. Rogers in his office and in the hall and correspondence as well. And um, I'll never forget uh, making an appointment with Linda Glantz, his assistant, and telling her, I think God's called me to preach. And so they got me in. A lot of people don't know this. Dr. Rogers loved preacher boys. Uh, he, I think if he had had his way, he would have spent more time with preacher boys. In fact, that's why I think part of the reason he started PTI uh, yes. because he he loved training pastors and and he uh, when I was ordained he he even mentioned in that service uh, you know Ashley I was nineteen when I was ordained and so we we had that common bond but I think one of the most poignant things he ever told me Byron was I was facing some sort of neo orthodox liberal teaching at a at, at college and it certainly wasn't a liberal college but it had a little kind of a remnant if you will of the old uh, 
the old guard there back in the the conservative resurgence battle that was in our denomination and it this remnant was was still there and uh i wrote uh, my pastor and said uh, pastor this is what's happening and he wrote back and and i've memorized this letter he said ashley i'm praying that you'll come out stronger than before having to face what you're facing but remember keep your knees on the floor and your face in the book yeah tremendous advice it's tremendous advice you know and and i think i was very fortunate also to have some special times one-on-one with adrian rogers and as we were preparing to go on the mission field and different things in, in life that came up in our life and would get his counsel on things. And I remember he always would tell me, too, and he preaches from the pulpit, never doubt in the dark what God has showed you in the light. And I've, I've used that and held on to that for so many years, you know, and so long just about things you go through in trusting God, his word through the process of sometimes valleys, deep valleys, you know, that we go through. I want to welcome back our, our Facebook family. We had a, a failed connection there, and I was trying to connect, couldn't get reconnected, and we had a group of folks who were listening, but we're back up on live Facebook right now. I want to say hi to our Facebook friends as we visit with uh, Pastor Ashley Ray, talking about his ministry at Ridgeway Baptist Church, where he pastors, and also the new radio broadcast is going to be airing Sundays, 7.30 a.m., Sunday mornings at 7.30, Light for living program. Thankful to be able to talk about this and to get to know Ashley a little bit better. What about your salvation? I know you grew up in church, but when did it become clear to you that you needed a Savior and Jesus was the one that you were trusting? Well, Byron, I was one of those childhood conversions that, quite frankly, some people doubt. Uh, and I was uh, five or six years old, and uh, I, but I'd heard the gospel countless times, and in fact, at that point, that was right before we, my family moved to East Memphis from South Haven, and we right before we moved to Bellevue for our church home. But we were at Broadway Baptist Church. Bobby Moore was the pastor, and Tommy Marsh was the children's pastor, and uh, two giants in the faith. And, I miss Bobby Moore. Oh, no, my yeah, goodness. <laughs> I mean, and, of course, you know, Dr. Rogers had him preach some, so that says a lot about Bobby Moore. But, and, you know, Bobby used to have a radio show here when we first went on the air. Bobby had a daily 15-minute radio show here on Bot Radio Network. But I, I was – I just remember uh, distinctly uh, I was in my room, and my mother had said, now, pick up your room, son. And the Holy Spirit was just convicting me, and of course I didn't understand all of theology, still don't, but I knew I needed a Savior, Byron, and the best I knew how, I turned in repentance and faith to Christ. And I remember I got baptized about a year and a half later there at Broadway Baptist Church, but I remember at 12 years of age, I really began to doubt my salvation. And so many people are, you know, they're afraid of childhood conversions, and I and I understand why. I think there are a lot of children who are, you know, they they love Jesus, they love Barney, they love Santa, they love lots of things, but they're not repenting and believing. But I believe I did. My mother showed me some scripture in Romans eight, um, which incidentally, Pastor Rogers used to say if he was stranded on a desert I island, that, too, yeah. that would be the if he could only have one chapter, that would be it. Uh, and from that point on, I gained great assurance. And then, right when I was fifteen, I had backslidden, uh, and I just I, I began to doubt again. But uh, through the ministry of John Bramlett. I got serious about the Lord and 
God just assured my heart that I was one of his, and that's when he called me to preach, and here we are. John had a, a unique way of being persuasive, not just in his own personality, although he had a very persuasive personality, but his gentle humbleness of walking with the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to work through John's life. I mean, and that happened over and over again so many times. And a matter of fact, it's interesting, John led a friend of mine's father to Christ. The father led my friend to Christ, and then my friend helped lead me to Christ. So very Mm -hmm. indirectly, John Bramlett had an impact on my life coming to Christ, too. Okay, now, 19 ordained, childhood experience and salvation, as you mentioned. And I think it was about, you were about 15 years old when you sensed that God was calling you to preach. You know, And, and we hear that term, I was called to preach, or God's calling me into the ministry. And I don't want to get real preachy in, in church terms without people understanding. And if you can even explain that, I mean, is, is being called to preach like being called to be a plumber or being called to be a police officer? Byron, I would say uh, it's it's different, and and I, I certainly don't want to exude any pride uh, because anyone who studies the Scripture knows that none of us are worthy to be called into this type of ministry, but we're counted as worthy because of what Jesus has done. But when I was fifteen, I look back, I, I was um, I was sort of maligned as a as a kid you know a few people would make fun of me because i would say uh you know well my pastor says this and i I always wanted to talk about the bible and things even when i wasn't really submissive to the lordship of christ i i wanted to speak up and learn more about the bible but i i know that i heard god's voice not audibly But in my spirit, I was in the youth choir at Bellevue. Uh, Joseph Son was preaching. Uh, He was, of course, a larger-than-life Baptist leader in Romania, suffered for the gospel, dynamic preacher, and uh, he was visiting. And I just sensed in my my spirit God wanted me to do it. But I, I did what the Bible says. I went to my youth pastor, Phil Newberry, and and Greg House, the other youth pastor, and I just sought wise counsel. I said, look, do it, can I know this for sure? What do I need to be doing? And those men were so gracious, Byron. They coached me. They prayed with me. They loved me. They gave me opportunities. And I, my call was fostered in an excellent way at Bellevue Baptist Church. I was discipled there. One of the church pastorates you had, several places you've been and before you came to Ridgeway, first church was in 1996 in a place called Avon, Indiana. 96 was in Beach Bluff, Tennessee. Okay, well, I've got something crossed up on your my information here, but I know Avon was a church plant. Were you and Carrie married when you did that church plant? Yes, and we're still married. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, but uh, that was actually where I, we were before we came back to Memphis. And, you know, now I'm pastoring in 38119, incidentally, but providentially, the zip code in which I grew up. But uh, we left a, a small church in Mississippi, which was my second church, and we went to Indianapolis. And we went to that bedroom community to the west known as Avon. Some of our listeners may be familiar with Brownsburg, Plainfield, Avon, that area. And we had some names and phone numbers and some faith, and we started the church at Avon. And uh, that church is going today. It's called City View Church. Uh, It was a great eight years. We saw people saved. I learned an immeasurable amount 
there on that uh, domestic mission field. I've talked to other people who have planted churches, you know, and that creates a whole new dynamic because you're starting from scratch, basically, for the most part. And the extra stresses and some of the challenges, it can broke not only you, but your family, too, you know, as you're trying to have your own home life. And then, but at the same time, you're, you know, you've got this, this work and maybe this, this weight of responsibility of trying to build a church here. Talk about mm-hmm. some of those things you learned from that time. Well, Byron, uh, we certainly couldn't put life on hold when we moved. My wife was seven months pregnant. Both of our children were born there. And, uh, yeah, sometimes I'm going to just be honest with you and the listeners. There were a couple of times I felt the pressure. And that's saying a lot because people that have known me for years, I'm a laid-back guy, just my personality. Uh, You know, I like to go fishing. (laughs) I'm a laid-back guy. But I can remember one night, incidentally, um, just having – a panic attack. I couldn't catch my breath. Yeah. And I'd never had one. And, and you know, I think I I may have had two my whole life. I don't want to portray that I have panic attacks because I don't. But I remember uh, just finally discovering, Byron, what Jesus meant when he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I, I used to think that means just bring your problems to Jesus Lay your problems at the feet of Jesus. Lay your stress and worry down. But but what does that mean? I mean, lay it down. It's not tangible. Well, just tell him about it. Well, that's that's therapy. But I, I'll never forget. I read a passage out of my utmost first heist. I think it's around June or July. Oswald Chambers and he explained that verse means you come to him in the only way you can. And I picture it like this. If Jesus, if we were under tremendous strain right now and Jesus was in the other room and we heard him say, Byron, Ashley, I want you to come in here. And we realized that was Jesus in there and we're, and we're going in there to see him. Byron, we wouldn't have any more problems. And, and the only way we would approach is in, in worship and in awe. And so I learned in my life Having already been a pastor for at that time, uh, you know, nearly ten years, I learned "come unto me" means you come in, in worship. And so, since then, if I'm feeling stressed, I just worship Jesus because he's he's the only thing that matters. Yeah, I mean, and he he's in control. I found that out too. Yes, he is. Well, let's remind our friends that we're live on this Wednesday already. Is it third? What day is it? Is it Wednesday? Yeah. I tell you, I'm losing track of time. This is not good. Today's Wednesday. We're live here on Mid South Viewpoint with Dr. Ashley Ray talking about a new radio program that he hosts on Sunday mornings here on AM six forty and FM one hundred point seven called Light for Living. Hope you'll tune in this Sunday at 7.30 to hear Ashley from the ministry of Ridgeway Baptist Church. And as we're also saying hi to our Facebook friends, we were uh, live a little bit ago and then uh, lost the connection. I apologize. Had hashtags and things set up, and I'm, I'm hoping that folks at Ridgeway and Ashley's followers can see this. Also want to let our friends know, since we're doing live right now, that the Mid-America Passion Play tomorrow night, Thursday, March 22nd, which that is tomorrow, under the direction of Jim Whitmire. Everybody loves Dr. Jim Whitmire, incredible Amen. job he's done for so many years. Well, I've got some tickets I want to give away. So if you call right now, the second caller, 901-683-0640, caller number two, 901-683-0640, 
I've got a pair of tickets. If you can go to the see the Passion Play at Mid-America Seminary there at Appling at I-40 across from Bellevue tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. I've got a pair of tickets. You'll probably need to stop by the station to pick them up. But here they are in hand. And our Facebook friends, if you want to call that same number, 901-683-0640, looking for caller number two. And you've got some tickets. Uh, we mentioned your wife, Carrie. How long have you been married, and where did you meet Carrie? We will have been married 20 years uh, this August the 8th. And uh, I met her at a friend's wedding. Uh, her sister was marrying my friend, and he's a Baptist preacher in Georgia. And here we are. Here you yeah. are. When you moved in some of these different church positions, and sometimes I don't think we realize the stresses that the wives places on them, you know, especially when you're seven months pregnant, you're moving to a new place, and, you know, she's a distance from mom and new surroundings. How was Carrie making some of those adjustments as you moved to different ministry locations? Well, she she's done well. Uh, I think if she was here today, she would say, as long as I'm behaving, she was doing well. <laughs> and when I say behaving, I just mean she she wants to be part of what's happening. Um, she's not, uh, and I know God calls some men in midstream of their lives. I was called early. She knew she was marrying a pastor. She'd felt led to marry a pastor. Um, she just wants to be part of what God's doing, and yeah. that's that's where she finds a lot of um, gratification and just being part of what what God's doing with us. And God has blessed you both with Harrison and Anna Grace. Yes. And tell me where they 16 are. Sixteen and twelve and a half, going on seventeen. <laughs> and uh, if everyone would just pray for us, yeah. I mean, just. Uh, Need God's grace raising um two teenagers. Uh, I probably I shouldn't have to explain that any, yeah. anymore. Well, hey, but they're great kids. It's a family. <laughs> you guys like going out and hunting and fishing together. My son shot his first buck uh, this past year, and uh, he he likes to hunt and fish. Um, he has discovered uh, uh, a, another form of deer hunting though recently. Um, and not the kind with antlers, but the kind with long hair and two legs to the four legs, two two legged deers. <laughs> but uh, I, it, but no, they love it. They they love to be out. Uh, but my daughter's a a great ballerina. Is she? And she's involved with Independent Press and their ballet That is a program. wonderful Rachel. Uh, yeah, Rachel uh, was Meese. Now it's uh, oh. Heimbrich. Heimbrich. There I think you go. I'm saying her name right. She was right. just recently in on the Ballet Magnificat. So I was there. You were yeah, there? It was tremendous. Oh, isn't that yeah. amazing? Great ministry. Thread. Mm. Yeah. Uh, time is starting to slip away here. It goes by quick. Ashley, we're going to have to have you come back and even open up the phone lines in the future for callers to ask questions. But I really wanted folks to get to know a little bit more about you, where God has brought you to where you are now as pastoring at Ridgeway Baptist Church. And again, the new program here on Bot Radio every Sunday morning, Light for Living, 730 on Sunday mornings. Tell me some of your vision for the program. Well, we were on television, and God blessed that. And we, we had some Nielsen ratings of up to 55,000. But quite frankly, just uh, some of the expense and just the Lord just shut some doors. And where, where he shuts doors, he opens doors. And I believe it was to get us here on Bot Radio Network, for which we're extremely grateful. Um, but our vision, Byron, is, is there's so many. We're so blessed. I mean, Bible teachers, you've, you rattled off a few at the beginning of our program today. 
Uh, but my, I don't want to say my niche because certainly there are other Bible teachers that do this, but my heart is to preach the whole counsel of God. You know, Paul uh, said in Acts 20, I did not uh, shun to declare to you the whole counsel of God. And what that means is he gave everything he knew on all the major doctrines to those churches he planted, those people he uh, to whom he ministered. Um, and so we go through books of the Bible. We, we keep a theme. We keep it Jesus-focused, because all the Bible's focused on Jesus anyway. It's just our duty to realize that and point it out. Um, but I've been preaching recently uh, on the program through First Thessalonians about encouragement. And right now at church, we're going through First Chronicles. A lot of names there. Yeah. But it's, it's amazingly Jesus-focused. And uh, I'll just say this in parting. Uh, God told David, uh, your son's going to have a kingdom that will be forever lasting. And yet after Solomon and then Rehoboam, all of a sudden the kingdom's divided. It looks like God didn't tell the truth. But yet we know later we read in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord and his kingdom is forever. No, so no it's end. all on Jesus. That's awesome. Well, Dr. Ashley Ray, thank you so much for being our guest today. Again, friend, the program is called Light for a Living each Sunday morning at 730 right here on AM 640 and FM 100.7. And as we say goodbye, Ashley, God bless you. Thank you for what you're doing for thank Christ's you, kingdom. Welcome aboard Bot Radio Network. Appreciate you being thank here. Thank you so much. And as we say goodbye, I've got two more tickets to tomorrow night's Passion Play. The Mid-America Passion Play gets underway at 7 o'clock at first performance tomorrow night. The program goes through Sunday night. Still tickets available, but we're giving away two more tickets right now to the third caller this time at 901-683-0640. Our Facebook friends watching live, you can call in too. 901-683-0640 if you would like to uh, take part in the Mid-America Passion Play. A pair of tickets waiting for you right here. Give us a call. That's all the time we have on today's program. I'm Byron Tyler. Thanks for listening to the live edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.